This week on a brand new episode of Hello Ross, I have a brand new apartment. I'll tell you all about it in the city. I'm like Carrie Bradshaw, except not at all. Also, we have no idea who's here to say. The largest construction uh, law firm in the, in the world actually is working with me and my ex-husband, I sent him to school to be a lawyer. Mm. And I'm not thinking it's working out well for him. Yeah, it's me being your BFF in your time of need. We'll see what happens. It's a brand new episode of Hello Ross. And welcome to the program. Yeah, very exciting. I have to tell you, I'm, I hope there's not an echo because I am in my new apartment here in the city. So, you know, I was living, I of course live in Palm Springs. I still have my place there. Um, and then I moved, I came to visit really to the East Coast and um, visit my boyfriend at the time who became my fiance, who's now my husband. And I met uh, Drew Barrymore. I walked in for a day, you know, and that was like, three years ago. I never left. We just hit it off. And I've always, I've just kind of felt like maybe I was visiting. I don't know. It never felt like I really lived here. And then when um, the Drew Barrymore show got picked up for a fourth season, I was like, you know, I think I really live here now. So I'm moving everything here and uh, we just committed. So we have the house on Long Island. We just bought a little apartment in the city so I can be back and forth. I think we'll rent out Palm Springs for a bit. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring that out. But uh, exciting stuff. So I'm settled here. And oh God, guess what Drew did, you guys? Um, when we bought this apartment, which is like seriously the size of a postage stamp, but in a great location here in the city. But she surprised me and had been working with uh, my husband, Wellington, behind the scenes. She wants to redo the whole thing. So she is in charge of all the decor. I've handed it over to her. We're working on it together, but I really trust her. And right now I have a chair and a mattress in here. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have, but we are fast tracking it. And I'm so touched and honored she's doing that. I mean, that's like beyond, that's beyond good friend stuff. And it made me think, you know, friends are there for you when, when you need them. And I want to, I want to pay it forward in a way. So th this week I want to do something where you guys call, we can talk about anything. Of course, nothing's off limits. You, I, as you know, we pick up on people here. They say, hello, Ross, the conversation goes where it goes, but I wanted to be that friend for anybody who might need it. So we're going to, uh, open it up and if you guys have need any advice on love life work weight loss health anything at all i'm the bff you need so when we come back there are people in our waiting room right now and uh i'm gonna open it up to them i have no idea who's gonna be here to say hello ross What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And welcome back to the program. All right, it's time to open up our Zoom lines. No clue who's here to say hello ross no idea what they want to talk about but i'm down for anything let's see where the conversation goes marissa are you there i'm here well, hello my dear hello, where, ross. hi where are you calling from 
from Los Angeles, California. Oh my God, LA. You know, I, I know, and you're a Palm, or a Palm Springs person, right? I am, but I mean, I was in LA for 23 years and I was Palm Springs, LA. And then I gave up LA and, you know, I, now I'm in this, I'm in New York. And <laughs> how do you funny. love it? You know, I do love it. I'm so, of course, I'm so happy with my husband. I love work. I love the city. Palm Springs is is like my home. So I will retire there. I will be there eventually one day. But where in LA are you? LA is a very special place too, though. Where in LA are you? I started off in North Hollywood and now Mm -hmm. I live in Bel Air. I'm so lucky. I have this beautiful rental here with the view. I get to see the ocean. Like my life completely like turned around um, after four months of looking for a new place. And we just were so gifted. You know, isn't that funny? (laughs) I always say you should put a saddle on life and ride it. You never know where it's going to go. And and you've done that. Yeah. And if you get through the hard things, I mean, you don't know what's ahead. And it's just... It's a constant reminder every day I wake up. It's beautiful. So you're, you're happy? I am. And I was living in New York right before the pandemic for three years. So mm-hmm. I did the whole East Coast to West Coast. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny that you, that of course, I picked up on you right away because, you know, it's a psychic hit, I guess. But it is so, it's so interesting. I really just, I, when I, when I came here and I didn't have like the intention to come here, but I just realized, I guess life is pushing me this way. And I thought just fully embrace it. You know, this is, we get right one question. shot on the, at this life thing. So like, yes. let's go. Right. And every moment is so important too, is the yeah. thing. No. Every moment leads to the next, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my question is actually about your transition to New York Tell about, me. um, I've been trying to Google. I'm actually watching the Drew Barrymore show right now. It's how I wake up every day. It's like the best thing. Um, I feel so much like of my energy in this show and Mm. in the silliness and the playfulness. And I just love it. And I love you. I love Drew, obviously. And so my question since it started has been, okay, how did Ross get to be the co-host? Because they seem like they've had an instant connection and it seems like they weren't friends at first. And so I was trying to Google how, like, how long have Ross and Drew been friends? And I was just trying to see where that chemistry came from. You know, it's so great. You asked, you, you didn't get to hear this part, but I said, I'm, we just bought a new apartment here in the city and I'm sitting in here and it's completely empty. Thank you. You can see, cause we're on zoom. It's completely empty, but the reason it's empty is we just closed on it. And Drew surprised me and said, I want to, I want to like design the whole thing for you. And so she is going to like, just fill it in. And, and something happened, you know, I came here to visit in October of 2020. Now, let me give you a little timeline, okay? My Go husband ahead. and I, we were just boyfriends at that time. We met in January of 2020, okay? Okay. And I was in, you know, I had been single for about three years. We met and we were dating. I was on tour. We were dating around there. And then the world shut down. So we sort of had to date from March till October, <laughs> long distance. Right and, in the middle of it. Right. And also in that time... <laughs> my mom passed away and it was like the saddest, most soul crushing thing that ever happened. And it was, you know, it was just so hard. And I just was so lost. And, and Wellington was my, my healer, my North star. Right. And so when I finally came in October, um, because remember it was crazy from March to October. That's a lot of timing all in one thing. Yeah. And it was 2020. So the world, like no one was doing anything. No one was flying, no anything. So I finally was like, I'm going to fly and I'm going to see him. So I came to New York. Like I bubble wrapped myself. I came to New York and Drew had started her show in September of, of 2020. Okay. So it was a month into her show. 
I knew really, I had just met during the summer, her producing partner, Chris Miller, who's the most amazing human, who's now the executive producer of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, right on. I met him and I had said to him, oh, I'm, I'm going to come to New York. Um, so we, let's get a drink or something. Let's see each other. And he said, would you want to pop in on The Drew Barrymore Show and just do the news? Because it's wow, it's Drew. There's no audience. It's like, you know, we're trying to get this show up on our leg, on the legs. And like, I, he knows me. He knows what I can do on TV. I'm, I'm, I'm good at on being on TV. I'm not good at many things in the world, but like I can come and hit my mark and deliver a line and everything. He said, would you come in and do the news with her one day? Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be honored. So I came in and remember how I told you I was kind of lost and I was going through something and the world was scary and my heart was broken. A lot at once. (laughs) A lot at once. She was in the, and I want to speak for her, but you know, she's said this publicly. We've talked about this. She was in a similar place. She was starting something new. She had just out of a marriage and was scared and on live TV. And like, it was so weird. We didn't know each other at all. And I walked in there and oh, hi. And she was so nice. And then when the camera went on and we started talking, I honestly could get emotional talking, but it felt like we both needed each other so much that in that time, it just was it, nothing else in the world. It, okay. it, I can't ex- no, it really was so like this, this soul. Yes, she was Drew Barrymore and we all know she's, but it was like this soul needed me and I needed this soul. And like, it was as like soon stripped, as, just exactly. like, wow. wow. And like, we were talking about silly things and all that stuff, but then we looked at it and she was like, can you come back tomorrow? And I was like, I can. So they got me a hotel that night and I stayed in the city with Wellington and I came back the next day. And you know what they said that day? What did she they said, say? She said, can you come back next week? Oh my and gosh, I was like, I just like kept going and going. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I never left. I love that. I came back the next week and the next week and the next week. And, the, and then it was, and it's really bizarro because there are times I forget. I mean, I absolutely always forget who she is, like that she's the big Drew, but she was like this soul that saved me. And she says that I came and saved her. And there's such a mutual respect there for us and a gratitude. It's like this thing in adulthood, I never expected to meet a friend like that. I mean, if you think about it, that's how friends really start, right? Is like you start out like meeting them. And then if it clicks immediately, I mean, it never stops. And that's just yeah. the beauty friendship. Oh, it I really love that was, story. Yeah. It's like we, we all of a sudden in, in those months and then remember there was no audience. So it was just us. And like, we were in this bubble. Then we had a bubble. Then we were me and the producers and her and Wellington, we were in this bubble. And it was like a fast forward friendship. You know, it felt like we had been friends a decade in, in, that. in months because it was this weird time in the world and for us personally, and then doing it with this people, you know, millions of people watching. It was so bizarre. It was like a pressure cooker. And then she was the flower girl at our wedding. And it's like, she's going to be one I of my dearest. Those photos. So yeah. beautiful. She'll be one of my dearest friends. I'm, I'll be forever grateful for her. I love her so much. That was a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I didn't know you were, and I can't well, believe, I, I don't think I have told that I story mean, publicly. It's so important when like you see on-screen chemistry, like so many of so much of the time you think okay where does that go once the screen is gone like or how did that start you know do those people really click and you guys just have organic warmth you know and love and my favorite pictures that I share of us are in commercial breaks and if you go on my social you can see them 
Even during commercial breaks, we sit and talk to the audience and we're always touching. We're always connected, like her arms and my, her hands and my somewhere. And I'm I'm not necessarily that person with, I'm not like a touchy person necessarily. I I love giving a hug and stuff, but I don't know. I wouldn't like cradle somebody, but like almost with her, she has this maternal energy and I don't think it's a coincidence. I met her after my mom passed. There's something. I was going to say all of this happening at the same time for you. I just feel like. Yeah, she was really meant to be there for you, meant to be yeah. that light. And I love that it translates to, to the that. screen that you can see it. So thank you. For sure. For sure. And I think that's why maybe people love the show so much is because we get to be like we're there. Honestly, every morning when I sit here, I feel like I'm there, you know. Oh, and that makes me so happy. I used to watch Regis so and Kathy great. Lee as a kid. And and I loved watching people with a genuine connection on TV. I don't because you see when people are faking it, we all know or when someone's scripted. like, like you can yeah. probably tell. And it's just so free is the thing, you know, like you guys are just having fun and we need so much of that just to live life. And I feel like that's why the show is so wonderful. You Thank know, you for watching a regular talk show. It's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, really, <laughs> it's real deal. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. like it took a while for people to find it. And I love that you, but you, because it's her, because she's so iconic, it, it got that time. And wow. TV, now that doesn't happen in TV anymore. You know, it's either you're either an instant hit or, you're, hit or you're gone. And this, yeah. they let breathe for a little bit and we just found our voice and oh my God, the audience is showing up. It makes me so happy. Especially during a time when it started, I remember her saying like, she didn't know how this was going to happen since it was starting during the pandemic with no audience, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it to go from that little spectacle to like everything that it is now is so beautiful, you know? Yeah. It's major. Oh, I love you. And I thank you so much. I could talk to you all day, but there are other people waiting, but hopefully you Absolutely. call in again, my love. All of right, course. Marissa. Have a wonderful day. Nice thank talking to you, so you meeting you. Nice talking to you too, my love. Bye. 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 Oh. She's fabulous. I love that you, she asked that question too, because, you know, I haven't told you that story before. Well, let's see who's here next to say hello, Ross. Hello. Hi, Ross. Hi my love. What's your name? Oh my God. I'm, I'm such a fan. My name is Marios. Hi, Marios. I've been a fan from the beginning of Straight Talk. Oh my, oh my podcast before that. Oh yes. Former podcast. Yes. Huge fan. So I'm so glad you picked on me today. Thank you so much for calling in. How can I help you? Uh, let's see. So I was going to go to Puerto Vallarta next week for my mm-hmm. birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating alone because the ex and I have the same birthday. Oh, so God. after consulting with Mr. Malone, I decided to go to Puerto Vallarta. Mr. Malone uh, is my friend, Mr. Malone, who um uh, was on my podcast, Straight Talk With Me, who's great and who I convinced to start going to Puerto Vallarta and he loves it. Correct. And, okay. and and I remember the fight you, you you guys had when he didn't come to Puerto Vallarta. Yes, 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 yes. But my 12-year-old doggy got very sick this week. So oh, I'm so debating sorry. to cancel and reschedule or leave her with my very close friend and her cousin, other doggy, Maya, um, and go to Puerto Vallarta and enjoy my birthday or just reschedule and go later on when she's feeling better. Well, no, this is multi-layered. So you and your ex had um, the same birthday. Okay, so that's a weird feeling. Is this the first birthday since you've broken up? Yes. Yeah, so there's that. You know, it's very powerful to reclaim that for yourself. So I love the intention that you're like, no, I'm going to go on this day and I'm going to own my birthday again, just me. Um, I will tell you, though, you know, your baby's 12 and what's going on with her? 
So she has IBS for doggies, uh, which is essential inflammation of her intestine, and she's not eating anything. Um, what is the vet saying? Uh, the vet says that the medication should help her, uh, but he cannot make a decision for me. And when are you? When are you supposed to leave? How many days from now? Monday morning to Sunday. Sorry, to to Friday. Okay, so here's the deal. So you have give it another day before you make a decision, because my experience with with my dogs too, and I have senior dogs, is that they will a couple of days they'll be like, mm, I have a tummy issue, I'm not going to eat, and then. I have multiple times been like, this is it. Call the priest. We're oh, giving the last yeah. rites. And up then <laughs> they wake up after a nap and they're chasing birds and barking and eating, you know, give it another day. Okay. It's Friday today. You're not going to leave till Monday. So give it till Saturday evening. If Saturday evening, she's not doing any better. I think you know, maybe the universe is going to have you stick around and be with her for a reason on your birthday. That's what I was thinking as well. I was thinking, is it the universe telling me don't do anything on your own? Just uh, stick with her. You know, it might be the last one. You know, she helped me through dark times. She and you helped me through through very dark times. Just listening to to you and following your story and your love story and your professional story. Oh, my God, you're such an inspiration and such a, a role model to me. And I am very, very honored honored to mm. talk to you today. thank you i want you i want to say happy birthday to you no matter what you're going to be where you should be and can you give her a little kiss for us right now and tell we will hope her she feels better kiss kiss from you yeah kiss kiss to you baby <laughs> and kiss, kiss well, happy to birthday you. to you and reclaim no matter where you are this birthday i want you to reclaim it okay thank you ross i love you thank, thank you so you. much we love you thank too of course, talk to you soon you. and happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's so important after a breakup to sort of um, symbolically do things that are about you because relationships are can be about the other person. You lose yourself in, in relationships that aren't right sometimes. You know, the best thing about a relationship that's when it's right is that um, sometimes people help you find yourself. Oh, God, that's profound. All right, who's here to say hello, Ross, now? Hi, what's your name? This is Shelly Armato. How are you? I love you. I love your green. I love your energy. Uh, like, thank whoa. you. I'm wearing green today. I am because we are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Shelly, I love you and your energy. Where are you? I'm in Kansas City, but I have on pink. So I, I yeah, I know. I didn't even realize that it's St. Patrick's Day because I'm like on this personal mission. And you know, when you get like hyper focused, like everything just <laughs> blends in. What personal mission are you on? I know. Okay. So wait, I have a couple issues. First of all. Okay. So I have an addiction to Starbucks cups. Uh -huh. So my desk, I have three. Mm -hmm. I have an addiction to young living essential oils, which I don't sell them or anything, but like these things, have you tried these things? No, tell me what it is. Oh my God. This one's called dream catcher. And these are essential oils. You put them on your skin or you put them in a diffuser. What do you yeah, do? You put them in your skin. So you, so this one here is see into the future. Okay. okay. So you do it like this and then you, People are like, what is she doing? This is not a drug. And then no. you just rub your hands together and then you. And you huff, you put the oil in your hands, rub them together and Ugh. smell. And that, what does that bring you? Peace, calmness? What like, does it do? I don't even know. I think there's some sci scientific research that it like uh, opens parts of your brain to possibly, I don't even know. I make stuff up about a lot of things, but. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this, Shelly. Yeah. You're saying this is a, it's a, an issue, right? But I'll tell you this. If your worst vice in the world is essential oil huffing, you're doing great, dear. I'm like, come on. So anyway, so yeah, I'm also um, a badass. Do you know about Jen, Jen's book, 
Be a Badass? No. What's this book, Be a Badass? I'm going to have to come see you. I mean, come on. This book is about being a badass. It's called, um, let's see, it's called The Little Book, The Little Box of Badass. So it's everything about being a badass. And so I live my life as a badass. You'll have to look define, up define badass. Well, I'm disrupting the construction industry. I am a CEO of a woman-owned tech company, which is unheard of. So I bootstrapped my company for 17 years. Only 2% of women-owned technology companies get funded because, I mean, hello, look at them. I mean, so anyway, for 17 years, I have disrupted the industry with knowledge management and um, it's, it's a whole, like we stop, we stop corruption. Did we know that was a thing we suspected, but it's a thing. Wow. Um, and then we provide fair play, transparency, all those things. And it's just like, I am on this personal mission and it's so much fun. So my vices are blessings and your thing popped up. I was just listening to Jason Stevenson. Do you listen to Jason Stevenson? No, but I love how many things you're into right now. You, you just, you, do you ever rest? Yes. Well, when I go home, I'm like, boom, I'm a grandmother. So I have six grandchildren, three children. I was a single mom for seven years. Every man in my life bet against me. And so it's so hilarious because now like the largest construction uh, law firm in the, in the world actually is working with me and my ex-husband, I sent him to school to be a lawyer mm. and I'm not thinking it's working out well for him, but I don't care. <laughs> Here's what I love about you already is that you call yourself a disruptor. And I think that's such a positive spin on people. Like sometimes people can be like, oh, um, you know, everyone's against me. Everyone's against me. But I love that you're a disruptor. That's how you view yourself because that is, that is taking the power. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me. I've got some issues here. So I'm trying to meet the president. I um I email him every day because you know there's this huge infrastructure bill that they're spending trillions of dollars on. Yeah, you email and the president every day? Yes, every day. I've I've appointed myself to be the construction czar for the United States. Hang on, my radio's on. You so put, um <laughs> you have a lot going have, on. You've appointed I know. I'm like, your, you ever, go ahead. What you've appointed yourself to be the construction czar. And that's not a position that exists, but you not only have you created the position, but you've appointed yourself to that position. Exactly. Okay. So I notify the president. I'm by the way, I'm actually doing a White House tour because I'm like, at least if I can get in the White House, I can take a picture of me in the Rose Garden and be like, excuse me, I'm having my own ceremony here. Uh -huh. But anyway, I'm like, Mr. President, I have saved our country millions, if not billions of dollars in construction litigation. And um, I need I need to meet you. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that would care, you know, or Pete yeah. Buttigieg. So anyway, uh, I email every day. I get an email back every day. Thank you. We will review you. I'm sure every day they're like, my God, this girl emailed yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. it. But anyway, maybe you should uh, make a yeah. video on YouTube and post it or something like that to get his attention. Well, I today when I was doing the White House visit, there's a thing that popped up and said you can make a video. So I'm like, excuse me, it's me. I've been emailing you every day. I need mm -hmm. to talk to you. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll do the YouTube thing too. I have a YouTube channel. I do podcasts. I've done everything. The I believe you. Construction is really a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 17 years I've been sitting here. I mean, like I'm, I've got an email here from, um, the San Antonio international airport. I built a lot of airports and, um, you built like, airports. Yeah. I just finished the new KCI terminal. Wow. Yeah. You know, okay. this is, this isn't, you know, there was part of me. It was like, wow, is she nuts? And I don't think you're nuts. I think you're like, like maybe like a super high functioning intellect, crazy good. You know what I mean? I'm into you, Shelly. I think you, 
I think you are a, a mover and a shaker. And I love the word that you use, disruptor. I just love it. Disruptor, disruptor. I'm going to sort of try to weave that into my life again. When I think next time I think, you God, are. nobody gets me. I'm going to think, no, I'm just disrupting the norm. Exactly. You are. Look at you. I mean, you're like, hello, we're doing a podcast. Do you want to be on it? Here's mm. a Zoom link. Sign up. I mean, who does that? I'm going to steal that idea because <laughs> I do podcasts, but mine are not like, like, formalized, not like yours. You like have the big microphone. I don't, I have a computer microphone and a little camera. I bought this I microphone to... on Amazon. Just so you know, it's a well, sure I, I, microphone. Yeah. I'm going to, I, anyway, it's a whole, if you met me, you would be laughing about the stuff that I've done because when I started my business in a garage with, I say pixie dust, it was like this idea. What if everyone was organized on a construction project? What if self-governance wasn't a thing? And so now I've created about, I mean, we've done about 1900 projects. Um, 1900 projects. And what, like, what kind of money are we talking about for your business? Like what kind of funds are these projects? What do they cost? Well, I mean, some of them are a billion, um, mm -hmm. and, um, not, not in revenue to me, but I mean, we charge a flat fee for the project. Yes. So, um, we've created about, mm, I think like 45 million in revenue over these oh, years. Okay. But anyway, it's hilarious. So now I have like two people interested in funding me and they look at me like, Oh, she's special. I'm well, like, I'm precarious. Okay. Well, you are special and you are a disruptor. And I love that, that people that you have done this and created this. So if you have any advice to anybody out there, who's thinking like, I want to be a disruptor, I have something to do, but how to start, what would you recommend to them? Why would you get rid of the word start? I would just do because start mm -hmm. seems like you need to do something like do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Like stop talking and do it. I mean, that's just a do it thing. Like you have to do it. I surrendered. So I sold real estate for 15 years. I surrendered all my professional licenses because it was going to be too easy to go sell a house and make 60,000 or like really figure this thing out. So we developed everything in house. We, I really figured it out. So now I'm on a mission oh, for the core of engineers. I mean, the FAA will actually pay for my pro. I mean, it's like a whole well, yeah, it, it's yeah. impressive. I love that. Don't start do. Listen, I, I could talk to you all day, but I, I just, I, we can't do I it. Know. There's so many more people. Shelly, yeah. thank you. I hope the president writes back to you one day. I know he's going to. I'm going to go to his house. <laughs> tell him we said hi. Yeah, tell him okay. we said hi, my love. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, when we come back, I'm going to give you my happy ending. There's so many more people in there. So what we're going to do is we're going to split it into two parts. Okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to get to everybody in the waiting room and we'll share those conversations with you next week. But in the meantime, I'll be back with my happy ending. It's the best thing I've seen all week. Uh, welcome back to the program. Hi, everybody. Uh, it is uh, Ross, of course. And uh, thanks to everybody who was in our waiting room today. It's time for my happy ending. Best thing I've seen all week. Okay, you guys watch the Oscars. I watched, of course. I will say it's so much harder to watch on the East Coast because they, on the West Coast, they start at 5 p.m. Here they start at 8 and they go to like midnight. Ugh. But here's my favorite thing. I love this week's show or this year's show. I loved uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I thought he was a perfect host, set the great tone of like fandom and celebration of the arts and all of that. But my favorite part was Lady Gaga. She was not supposed to perform. She wasn't supposed to be there. They had said she wasn't going to be. She's shooting that new Joker movie. I imagine she's very much in character. But I also, I know she understands pop culture. So I had this psychic hit Sunday morning. I'm like, no, she's going to be there. I know she's going to go. She's going to surprise us all and show up. And then I'm not kidding. Like an hour later, it comes across on my phone. Bloop, Lady Gaga, surprise, will be there. I told my husband, I go, I called it. He said, you called it. And then she performs. 
totally stripped down. And I'm telling you that camera lens was up in her face. I mean, we were, it was like a neti pot. We were so deep in her nostril, but it was so raw. And I love that. Like it was last minute and it just felt like such a real thing, a real moment. Like we were seeing something they didn't have time to rehearse 95 times with backup dancers and lighting and choreography. It was just her and musicians. And she was singing. And I just was just great. Just great. If you didn't watch the Oscars, just YouTube Lady Gaga Oscars, uh, hold my hand. I just loved it. You know, I really did. Well, thank you so much. I also love you. We're going to continue this conversation. The people we did not get to in the waiting room, we're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to keep recording now and we're going to release that as well, because I don't want anyone to go away. If you guys need help with anything or want to talk with anything, I'm here for you. So I'm going to get to everybody who's waiting right now and uh, we'll release that next week. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, and until then, thanks for listening to Hella Ross and bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.